There were all these pieces split and broken on the floor. And she spent days on end trying to put the pieces back together again. But if she only realized that life is meant to not restore what was, but rather to create something new and move forward. Courtney Peppernell. Being a mother is learning about the strengths you didn't know you had and dealing with the fears you didn't know existed. There is no such thing as a perfect parent, so just be real. Positive quotes via geckoandfly.com. Welcome back to Savory Passage, the podcast. This week, we're hosting several women who are willing to share their ups, downs, challenges, and frustrations on coping with life during the pandemic. Here's your host, Sandra Jones. Okay, greetings, friends. This week, we talk about the competing demands of COVID and motherhood and work. As we get started, I'll introduce my guests by first name. Uh, today, we have Vicki and Kara and Delia and Ling and Cheryl. And ladies, I am so happy that you are joining me on my project. So thank you, first of all. To kick us off, um, did you know that there's research on how the identities and experiences of working mothers have changed as a result of COVID-19? I'm sure you probably do. But for those of you listening who don't, uh, Jennifer Humer, who is an assistant professor of strategic communication, and Lauren Britton, who is an assistant professor of emerging media at Ithaca College, wrote an article about this. A special note, I uh, wanted to share with you that the article confirms what most of us know, and I'm quoting that mothers shoulder the majority of childcare and household responsibility. What a surprise, right? So with that, question one, what do you have to say in response to that, ladies? And Cheryl, since you're up in the corner, we're going to start with you. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the other week, my husband basically said, like, if I wasn't here, he wouldn't know what size clothes my kids wear. He wouldn't know how to make their lunch. And I don't fault him for that because he goes to work early and hasn't had to deal with any of this stuff. But it's funny how I don't even think about any of this stuff. And it's just like on repeat in my head what I have to do all the time. But it's just both him and I, we work together as parents, but like we don't discuss a lot of things like that. Wow. I guess that's proof that 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 statement is true. Ling, what do you have to say about that? Um, I agree with that statement. Um, I think um, I do most of the well, most of the chores at home and take care of the kids. At least, I mean, when I ask for help, my husband will help. But um, I'm the one who have to think about it and kind of plan it out and say, can you do this? Can you do that? Instead of. So it's more of an active role and he's more like the participant in the parenting. Okay. Kara, you're up next. I was going to say, I think I have a fairly similar experience. Um, so I know, you know, every time we get the, the questions on size clothing, meal options, you know, my husband, he's, he's great at helping out when I ask, but you know, if there's, if there's not a plan in place, um, He's definitely asking those questions. It's it's rare since COVID that I'm not here in the mornings. 
Um, so, you know, he has me available for that, but you know, there, there have been a couple of instances and, and it's one of those I have to have my phone because <laughs> I'm going to feel the, feel the litany of, of what do I need for this, that, and the other. Mm, wow. And Vicki, last but not least. I agree with all the comments so far. I think as women, we just take more upon ourselves because of the roles we've seen our parents do, like in the past, like how the man goes to work and the woman stays home. So now we want to work and we want to, and we're staying home too. So I just think we just inherently just take it all on. Um, but especially during COVID, because we are home and we're homeschooling and with the kids more, I think we are taking on more as women. Okay. Um, the next question I want to ask is, uh, let's talk about some of the challenges that each of you faced and continue to face since last March when this pandemic began. What do you think is your your greatest challenge? Um, before I go on, I want to say I want to tell you or familiarize you with one thing. They talk about a separation of space, but let me put that in context. Using a quote from an article by uh, Grace Collins. Once COVID-19 hit and separation of space was no longer an option, the weight of educating, supporting, and sustaining children while also succeeding at their careers came crashing down. So I'm going to go in reverse order this time. So Vicki, we are starting with you. I think that goes back to what I was just saying, like how as women, we just feel like we have to take it all on. And I don't know why, but we just do. I mean, no matter what happens, we're going to make it work. Um, hopefully people have spouses there to support them. Um, but since we've been home, we're all in together. Um, we're learning new things about each other and we're taking on new tasks we haven't taken on before. So I just think for a lot of people, it's just really crashing down on them. Just the fact that there are so many things that I guess we as women do and maybe the husbands didn't realize in the past that we do so much. Interesting. Kara? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree in terms of <clears throat> in terms of that. Um, I feel like in general, my headspace is it's it's sort of constantly going on what needs to happen at work and then what what I need to have ready for, you know, is my child home with me today? What do I have to do? Is he not home? What's the meal planning options? What's our schedule like? Um, so it's sort of that like constant stream of <laughs> just consciousness <laughs> that's always there on, on what's next. Right. Ling, how about you? I think my biggest challenge is, um, so I have a first grader, so um, I have to make, and she's doing um, her school virtually. So keeping her on track and making sure that she's paying attention, she had the link um, to her class. And also like she can transition between classes to classes and things like that. I think, it's it's definitely added a lot more <laughs> work to um to my day to day um and also the food too like making sure she's fed because her lunch is at eleven so making sure the food's ready by eleven o'clock and she's fed and she's going back to school and then also trying to fill out the space after school like what activities she can do while I'm still at work and making sure that she have um something to do and. And not just like wandering around and not, not able to go out makes it a big challenge, too, because kids like to go out and run around. And now she's just stuck at home. Right. Delia? Um, 
the biggest issue here, <laughs> since we have a 10-year-old and she's an only child, we leave her a lot to her own devices. Um, guilt does fall in, but there's nowhere to, there's no, nothing to do, right? Um, and overall, I, yeah. But I have to get the work done. So unfortunately, when work is really busy, I become the very mean mom and the mean wife. And they just leave me in the basement by myself. So that's our separation. She's in her bedroom. My husband works in our bedroom and I work in the basement and close the door. So that's, I mean, but we're all doing the best we can. And I don't know. At the end of the day, I just joke that their therapy sessions are going to be really funny 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl, you're up. So my situation's different and I feel like it's evolved since last March because at first I was stuck home with both my kids and Harper was only one and wasn't walking and we were supposed to do physical therapy and I was stressed about her being delayed and then Raf is home and he needs attention and it was like two of them and then Dave started working from home. So it was like we had to be quiet. He was home to help a little bit, but it was like, I really didn't get much of a break from either of them, which it was good. I didn't have a job because I would not have been able to cope with the two of them and their needs. So it slowly evolved. And then like I, my, the next stress was, do we send them back to school? Is it safe? Blah, blah, blah. I had so much anxiety about it. I think it took me four months or whatever it is now, five, six months. And I'm finally comfortable with where they are with only to be now worrying about what is happening in the fall with them. So, and now I'm finally knowing that they're safe at school. I'm like finally ready to look for a job. And it's like absolutely impossible. And it's just like, I feel like my situation <laughs> has been like a, an emotional roller coaster. Plus, you know, we've dealt with other family stuff. So it's like my COVID experience has been so bizarre and so stressful and I mean, the whole working part-time has been nice and I'm so thankful for what I've had because I've gotten to use my brain a little bit. But I think if I was working full-time with the two of them, even in school in the beginning, it would have been absolutely impossible. And I wouldn't be here today, probably. I'd be locked up somewhere. (laughs) It's not funny, um, folks. We're we're really not laughing. But let's let's stick with that uh, separation of space. Um, as as we said, it refers to differentiating work, home, child rearing, for example. Um, I, I don't have kids. So, well, I mean, I have kids, but they're grown and have kids of their own. So can you guys elaborate just a little bit more on this? Um, the, uh, it's so difficult to even put into words, but... Just the, the the pandemic itself and 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 trying to do more with with less and the I don't want to talk about the challenges yet, but whatever comes to mind when you you think about all the things that you're juggling. Um, so, Cheryl, back at you. I mean, it's something really small, but we don't have like a yard and like with the playground and Harper not wearing a mask, it's like. To me, I get stressed out about them going to just taking them to the playground. That makes sense. And it's like not, I mean, whatever, you know, one thing would get easier. Ten things get harder. 
I mean, in the spring and fall, we go for hikes, but now, right. I'm like at this point where I'm like, I don't know what to do with them anymore. I mean, we play in the street. It's like a weird time of year. Nice. It's not nice. Snow is great. I don't know. It's just, and yeah, our house is like not big and it's a disaster because they will just destroy rooms and not clean it up. And I don't want to clean it up. So I, and I'm home all day. So I'm like, there's literally, it looks like a preschool behind me right now. It's funny. Um, all the ladies are laughing in agreement. <laughs> Ling, how about you? Um, I think <clears throat> for, for me, we try to do the separation of space. We, um, you know, my daughter is in her room, um, in my office and, um, my husband's working from home all the time too. So he goes to the basement and have his own space. So we do try to have our own space. Um, but you know, <laughs> my daughter would just barge in all the time, <laughs> even doing meetings and things like that sometimes. Um, so I had to tell her, can you please wait? They, everything is urgent to them. They want all the answers right away. So, um, and yes, they, because they're home all the time, we do try to take them to walks when the weather is getting better around the neighborhood um, and things like that. But yeah, they're home most of the time and they do kind of destroy the house, <laughs> most rooms. And and then um, I have a one-year-old too that pretty much follows her and does everything my, my daughter does. So it's just double, double the mess, I guess. <laughs> um, but I do try to get my daughter to clean up afterwards um, when she... When she's happy, I guess. <laughs> when she's happy. <laughs> Thanks. Kara, how about you? Anything more about that? I mean, you know, this is one of those situations where homes weren't designed to be offices. Um, we are in, a, you know, an okay-sized split foyer open concept. So with, with limited bedroom space. Um, so my office is my dining room. And, um, and it, you know, I don't have it. I don't have a room I can close myself into unless I'm sitting on a bed, then I'm subjecting myself to animals. So, you know, when, when people are here in the house, it's either I have to sit with my back against a wall and, and hope that they don't bother me and try to ignore everybody. Um, or I'm sequestered in a room that is hard to work at because there's no proper table and chair. Um, so, which, you know, that just means that I've made it nice to be on camera behind me, but there's a complete explosion in front of me um, with everything that's going on. And, and I have to try to tone a lot out, but also, you know, being open concept, you can hear everything. It echoes. Um, any other conversation can be heard. Any other, you know, noises. And at first there was the stigma of like, oh my goodness, I need to be professional. And now it's, I just don't care if I've got chaos around me and we're on the phone. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Like I, I'm working from home like most other people. So it's learning to tone that out. And, and I don't notice it when it happens to other people anymore um, because we're all going through it for the most part. Exactly. exactly. That's the key phrase that um, it doesn't bother me anymore because I know that we're in the middle of, of a mess. So Vicki, how about you? Well, right now my husband's working from home and I'm working from home. So we're both working in the basement, which was not meant to be an office, but that's what we're doing. We have no doors, but unlike the other ladies, we are lucky that, um, since 
August, our kids are back in school. So I have a five-year-old that's in daycare. So the daycare is open. And I have a seven-year-old who's um, in first grade and school is open. Um, so it was a lot of anxiety in the beginning about sending them back. And then what if they get COVID and it's my fault because I put them in that predicament. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I talked to one of my friends and he was like, what if your kids got the chicken pox or something else? Like, you know, anything could happen. Like we want to protect them the best that we can, but then there's some things we just can't protect them from. And since he's been, since my oldest has been in school, we actually had a COVID scare where um, his teacher had COVID and he had to quarantine for 10 days. And then he actually had to go get a um, a test. Um, it was negative, but still like just thinking about all the people that that he's been in contact with, like my parents and like mm-hmm. our parents are going and who they're going to go see. That was a scary 10 days for us while we're waiting and making sure he's okay. So um, it's been crazy. Um, but I mean, we only take it one day at a time until everything is just back to normal. That's absolutely correct. Uh, one physician recommends taking a break for a few minutes a day, sitting someplace quiet, close your eyes and release your fit, clench and release your fists. So I actually saw this on, I think it was CBS this morning, and I tried it. And if you do this with me, just open and close and you fit, you actually feel a release. So she says it releases tension to avoid buildup as the day goes on. And it made sense to me. So I'll try it. Social media has become an outlet where sentiment regarding momming is being shared. As a matter of fact, I captured this on IG as written by Kate Burgeon. She says, momming during a pandemic is hard stuff. She wrote that she was planning to be a stay-at-home mom when her industry shut down. Of note, she also mentioned her awareness of how privileged she was, and she talks about how to maintain that, um, t- that, that feeling of trying to be as safe as possible by wearing masks, remaining socially distanced, uh, work, teach your kids, and even those of us without kids are trying to take care of ourselves. So that would be me. Yes, I'm trying like the Dickens not to um, come in contact with anyone with COVID. I'm not going anywhere unless I absolutely have to. That includes the grocery store, the pharmacist. As a matter of fact, the uh, pharmacy technician has taken to um, writing me little messages on my prescriptions when my husband picks them up. So uh, just like, miss you, take care of yourself. So anyway, um, what was your initial reaction when this started and have your thoughts changed as we fall deeper into this rabbit hole? In the beginning, it was like, okay, two weeks, we can survive. When the governor of Virginia shut down schools March 27th of 2020 for the rest of the year, I had a cocktail at three in the afternoon and I thought to myself, well, what the heck are we going to do? I mean, we were lucky. We bought a house and moved in all this craziness and we now have our own spaces and we, our family is a little bit different because we only have one kid. And when we all get sick of each other, we just go to our separate spaces. And I'll be honest, the grocery store is sort of my release (laughs) and my like time alone. Like I'll listen to a podcast but I'm in and out of the store quickly, but 
I mean, I don't know. We've made it work to the point that, you know, our schools are opening up again, hybrid. Not that I was planning to send Samantha back, but she has no desire to go back. She doesn't want to be five in the morning and have to be dropped off at school. Like, but she's an older child. She's in fourth grade. So she, the virtual, it wasn't hard for her to switch to virtual. So I don't know. I think we've just sort of adapted, but I think as humans, we have to do that. And I'll be honest, talking about the internet, the internet's sort of been funny and a relief because a lot of people are putting out content that's just, I send things to some of these ladies and we all have a good laugh because <laughs> I, that's become like a part of our sanity because everyone gets it now. Where people didn't get it before that it was hard to be whether a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, but now everybody is seeing it. Our partners, our friends who don't have kids, like everybody sees the struggle world we're all in. And I pray that by the fall, it's in a better place, but we'll just keep adapting. Right, right. <laughs> Anybody else want to go? I mean, in the beginning, I, you know, right. It felt like less permanent and like this was going to be a temporary issue. And I was also extremely paranoid about like Dave going into work because he's a doctor and he's on call. And anytime anything happened, I was like, oh my God, we're all going to get COVID. I've since calmed down about that. And it's like, you know, with the kids and I used to like change, make them change their clothes when they got home from school. And now I'm kind of like, it's fine. Like they're not going to be dragging COVID through our house on their clothes, whatever. But it's just, it's like, I think, and also as an introvert, I was telling them or someone how I'm going to have a hard time going back to what was once normal life because I personally enjoy being home. I used to be, I wasn't going to any stores. It took me like four months to go into a grocery store, but now I'm like, I know when it's quiet, I wear two masks. I've just kind of gotten used to like this new lifestyle. So once people, more people are vaccinated, to me, it's going to be weird. And living with someone who is, less not that he's not cautious but he his perspective and my perspective don't always align on what to do with the kids or our opinions and it's just it's going to be really interesting to see how this unfolds even just between the two of us i have um one last thing to to share with you all because uh, i know it's getting near time but on mother's day in 2020 an anonymous writer penned Letting go of perfection helped me be a better mom. And again, I'm quoting, we ask so much of ourselves. We ask too much of ourselves. She went on to say, as mothers, we want to do everything perfectly to minimize if or if possible, entirely avoid mistakes. She called it providers of the absolute best. And what I take away from that is, uh, perfection went out the window when uh, COVID started last February, March. So um, any last tidbits that uh, you all want to share? I really do hope that's true and it stays that way because it's not fair, the expectations that have been set in the past. So let's hope that there's more respect given to what mothers and working mothers and support. Vicki? I think mothers are going to do what they always do. We're always going to do our best to give our kids the best. And even though all this is going on, I just want all the moms to know this is a short period in time. And eventually things will get better and we will get back to a regular environment. Um, Just keep thinking about our kids in the future, like 30 years from now. And they're going to be like, wow, we went through that. So 
here's the better times. Anybody else? Oh, I'm just going to, I think we all need to just keep laughing and supporting each other, which is what these ladies have said. I think having a close group of mom friends that get it and that you can, you know, rely on regardless of your kids are the same age or different ages. You need, you need a, you need a cope and you need an outlet. And I think, I think that quote was actually really good. Being perfect. Like at the end of the day, our kids aren't going to remember that, you know, the laundry was always done and folded. They're going to remember like, you know, this past summer, Samantha, our pools weren't open. Me and her father were outside playing with her in the sprinklers and with water balloons. Like those are the stories she'll remember from all this, you know? So we're all going to be fine, (laughs) but it's just day by day. It'll be okay. Okay. Ladies, in closing, I'd like to thank you for taking time during your busy day to chat with me. Um, It's very much appreciated. I'd like to leave you with one more thought. In this world of ever-growing white, or you can insert whatever word, blank word you want, but anything that means not knowing or not having any idea what to do or how to do it, we're traveling through a new territory using um, Diana's words, give birth to a new world. She is a midwife and she said, take deep breaths and push, even though it hurts. So taking, taking a little bit of a segment from um, delivery to take deep breaths and push, just take your time. Um, she says, push through self-doubt, be fierce, rest and trust. Most important, know that we will get to the other side. Um, To my listeners, thank you for being here on this journey. I leave you with one last quote. Parenting is the easiest thing in the world to have an opinion about, but the hardest thing in the world to do. And um, if you go to the website, you'll see a few little tidbits that will help you through these extraordinary times. Again, thank you so much for for being here. I think this is uh, going to be some excellent information and to let people know that they are not by themselves. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. For show notes or available resources, please visit our website at www.savorypassage.com. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or pose questions, please contact us at hello at savorypassage.com. And don't forget to send in your feedback wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time.